So just to start off, can we sort of just recap this recruiting class and everyone that you've gotten so far? And if you still have, if you're still eyeing anyone else that you want to try to get from the portal? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's weird that, that with the missionaries and, um, and uh, like all the recruiting classes kind of blur together. Right. But, uh, clearly we're so excited about, um, Richie Saunders. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about him, but, uh, you think about one of the elite shooters. I mean, you think about, it, he's the leading scorer on this Wasatch Academy team. Uh, that's one of the top, top teams in America and in, in the country in, in high school basketball. And he can really shoot it. He's got great length and, the best part about it, and he, and he actually is, he's got this um, just incredible desire to become a defensive player. I think he led the team in steals also this year, and to the point where it's sometimes you feel like he's sacrificing some of his offense to guard, like he wants so badly to do that. And, um, uh, you know, it tells you a lot about this uh, Richie Saunders when, when, um, when we were kind of trying to get this you know, get him done, like trying to see if we'd be the right fit, really making a hard push. We had some real conversations about his concern that he just was so, he's, he wanted so badly to win, right? And um, so he made a commitment to us uh, before we had a chance to prove that last fall. And it sure was wonderful having him in the locker room. In fact, uh, if you've if you ever seen the, um, the, uh, we had a little post-game video in the locker room after the Gonzaga game on senior night. And if you look at it, you see Richie Saunders in there jumping up and down with the team. And so um, I, I, I'm so excited about this young man. I think he's, he's just got such a huge heart. He's going to be a big-time player. And Dallin Hall has been well chronicled over the, the, um, you know, the last several months as he put on an epic uh, state tournament run and, um, you know, I, personally, I've been recruiting him for a long time at, at, at you know, at different universities. And, and, uh, and I think he's, um, you know, I say this all the time. I think he's got such extraordinary vision. I think he's going to be a really special player. He's got a, he's already got a college uh, ready body and, and um, uh, he's, 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 he can shoot the ball and he, he's physical and he can guard with his physicality, but his, his like, uh, most impressive skill to me is just the way he sees the floor, reads ball screens, tricks the tag. He can, this kid even can work on tricking an ultimate tag. Like he's that advanced in terms of the way he sees the game. He's a really impressive player. So we're super excited about him. And, um, and uh, this Gideon George uh, is, um, you know, he's a, he's an elite athlete. Uh, has anyone had a chance to talk to Gideon yet? So I'm telling you, you are going to love this young man. Like he is, is he is just such a beautiful human being. Um, so I can't wait for you to talk to him. You guys need to just reach out to him, get him on the phone. First of all, it's just fun to listen to him. Uh, and he's just so genuine. He's so intelligent and, and uh, he's got such a big heart. He's, he's, uh, he's really dedicated to his family and his community in Nigeria and is working on some real charitable work for, for, for his home home country and and uh he's a he's a freak of an athlete man this kid's gonna be really exciting and spencer johnson uh you know he's, here's a kid that went to america for high school and just kept proving everybody wrong uh and then has already played at three different schools and he's just coming in as a sophomore which i love that uh and you know he he proved himself went out and uh took the hard road and said i'm gonna go back to slick and uh all he did was become the region player of the year uh, in a really good conference. And 
uh, what, what's been most impressive to me about Spencer over the last year is how his athleticism has just gone through the roof. He's a, he's a really, really gifted defender. His feet are unbelievable. He can shoot the ball and play and make plays. And um, so we're, we're incredibly excited about him. Right now, he, you know, to tell you a little about the kid, I don't know if you've seen on social media or BYU stuff, but he's spent the last month um, working on the farm every day, like long hours now. You know, he's been planting cantaloupe for the last – uh, two weeks and he just started on planting watermelon. So uh, the, the, the most exciting thing for him is that they only have a few acres left to plant. So he's going to be done in a couple of weeks of planting season. So he can't wait to be done with that. And, um, and then we, uh, we got a, a commitment actually and got the paperwork done yesterday on this uh, Matt Harms, who um, we're, we're clearly, uh, you know, really, really excited about. And uh, he's a, you know, I've got to know him um, more than he ever wanted to know any human being in the world uh, over the last two weeks or so, give or take a few days. And uh, he's an extraordinary young man. I, I mean, I can't wait. Uh, be, like, I, I almost feel this urgency for BYU fans to get to know him because it's gonna, he's, gonna, he's only going to be here for one year and it's going to come and go so fast. I, I don't want people to miss out on him because he's got so much depth and he's such a fascinating human being. And He's got so much goodness to him. He's going to do so much on this court that I do. That's my – I feel pressure. I'm like, I just want to bring everybody in and, and, and sit down and, and, and have lunch with this kid. Um, of course, respecting social distancing uh, so that they can get to know him because he's, he's spectacular. So I think that's the class. Please tell me I didn't forget anybody. And if I did, um, please don't report that because that would be bad for me. Kyle, did I get everybody? You sure did. Okay, great. All right, Norma, there you go. Should we just shut it down right now? That was like a 20-minute answer to a two-second question. That's pretty good. All right, let's go uh, Jake Hatch. Yeah, Coach, I wanted to ask you about uh, – we had you on the radio earlier today, but I wanted to ask you more about Harms and you're getting to know him, the recruiting process of all that. You said it's been really a kind of a whirlwind effort in getting him, but what's kind of been the process of all that? Uh, well, like I said, Coach Robinson uh, came, you know, we, we do a, a staff meeting every morning um, and, and we review the portal every morning and just the progress we made with recruits. And, and so Matt had come on the portal um, and, and maybe he'd been on for a day or two. And I had seen him play before. And the thing that stuck out to me was the passion he plays with on the floor that is just going to, I mean, I can't wait for BYU fans to, to enjoy this young man because he plays so hard and so passionate and he's so demonstrative. And, and I actually don't want to slow that down. I want to increase it, right? Um, so I, I remember him, of course, remember his skill set and his height. And, and Nick came in the next morning to our staff meeting. Uh, we're doing these Zoom meetings. And he's like, we were going through all the guys. He's like, hey, Matt Harms jumped on the portal yesterday. And I, and I talked to him last night. And he's willing to do a Zoom call with us. And so... Um, I, I was, I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. And, uh, clearly his list was everybody in the country from the get go. Um, you, you just don't find players, his size and skill set with his experience and maturity very often. And, and, um, and so, uh, so we jumped on a zoom call with him and we took our best shot at him. And after, after the call, Matt said something like, Hey, there's nobody more surprised than me, but I actually think I might talk to you guys again. I might give you one more conversation. And so, um, we just kept hitting it hard like that. And it was a, it, like everything we do, it was really a team effort. Um, 
Uh, and, and so Coach Burgess and Coach Fieger and Coach Robinson all jumped in really hard to recruit him. And mostly when we recruit, we just want guys to know us, know what we're about, know what we're trying to accomplish. And, um, and uh, so then we began the process. And, you know, it, everything new is included in that. Um, it's all FaceTime and Zoom calls. We're doing video and analytics over FaceTime, which is – it's bad when you're doing it in person, but these recruits really fall out of a coma when you're trying to do it over video. And uh, uh, I, I've kind of mentioned this maybe to some of you, but we, we, we've kind of, I think, almost perfected our uh, campus Zoom video tour. And what's so fantastic about it is I just kind of stay in the office and maybe saunter down to the Marriott Center, but our guys take turns at different places. And so by the time we're done, all three of my sisters are in a full sweat, like panting their next turn to get on because they run all the way from the SAB up to the, you know, up to the annex training room. I know there's a more efficient map we could map out, but I actually like the fact that they're getting a workout in. And so we did the whole thing and, and uh, Matt was gracious enough and mature enough to give us a real chance. And, and I think we really bonded. I think he really believes in BYU and what it's doing. And, and so here we are. Quick follow-up to that. How often do you guys reach out to guys in the portal? Is it a set number or is it just kind of you guys look in the portal, say, okay, we like X number of guys. We're going to reach out to them and then see what the feedback is and then proceed from there. Um, we reach out to everybody in the portal that we think there's any chance that they could fit for us. So, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, we talked about this actually a year ago, like part of our job here at BYU is we have to cast a really, really broad net because you just don't know who's going to, who is going to, who's going to fit here. Cause we do have a, a uniquely beautiful, um, uh, product that we offer, but it's, it's a lot about fit. And so you can't judge, I mean, you can't judge that based on somebody's stats or their size or, or their reputation. You kind of have to dig in. So we dig in with everybody and, and, uh, and uh, uh, there's nobody more happy that this Mark, Matt Harms is such a beautiful fit for us. Let's go Jeff call. Hey coach. Uh, I got a two part question for you. First of all, what was it like to recruit against your alma mater, Kentucky for uh, Matt Harms? And then, also with Matt, uh, what is his? What do you see his impact being in this season? And I mean, we all know at seven three, he's going to be a rim protector. But what other skill sets does he possess that you feel is going to help your team and your program? Well, uh, you know, I feel like we're we're doing the right thing and we're recruiting against good teams, right? Um, you, it, it, I think it gives you a lot of confidence because it means you're you're probably you know hanging out in the right part of the of the portal, right? And um, uh, you, you know. Um, I got to choose my words really carefully. Uh, but, well, this is what I can say is, has there been a more successful recruiter or, or, or university recruiting than, than Kentucky over the last 10 years, right? Uh, and there's good reason for that. And, um, and Chris Beard and Texas Tech, what, what he's done in his tenure there so far has been extraordinary. So we knew that, first of all, we were so excited to just be in the final three because the, the list of 10 was just the who's who of college basketball. But, uh, when we when we got to that, that final three, we knew that we were um, we had our work cut out for us in the last seventy two or you know three or four days, and and um, I don't know if work cut out for us is the right way to say we just had to really work hard to let Matt know who we were right, and then let him decide if it was a good fit. Uh, but I do, I mean, I I hope that we get to spend a lot of time recruiting against Kentucky and Duke and Kansas, North Carolina and Texas Tech and all the great programs. So that's where you should live if you're if you're a legitimate program. I mean, that's you know, those are hard. Those it's really hard to win. But when you find the right guy, we have a chance, right? 
And um, uh, in terms of his impact, uh, you know, we can start with rim protection. Uh, so you guys have seen the numbers. Um, I think they're out now. Uh, when he's in the game, is uh, Purdue's rim protection, um, their, their rim protection de- uh, field goal defense at the rim went from 49% when he was in the game to giving up 59% when he's out of the game. That is staggering. That's a 10 percentage point different on a team that has some depth. Um, it wasn't like when he was out of the game that they didn't still have talent in the game. And so he has obviously has a huge impact at the rim. Uh, I think uh, we, we think that, that he can really, really shoot the ball. Uh, if you get a chance to watch some video, he's got a really pure stroke. And he shot 30% as a sophomore, 31% as a junior. Uh, we think he can make a significant jump, um, especially playing the way we do and coaching the way we coach. We think that he has a really high ceiling there. <clears throat> you know, he's been coached incredibly well by Coach Matt Painter. I mean, is there a better coach in America at, at developing players? And so um, – we appreciate, you know, he's got, he's, he, he's got a, uh, he's been really, really incredibly well coached to seal, to post, uh, to catch first, um, to protect the ball and keep the ball safe. Uh, coach Painter put him in the, in the pinch post a lot. So he's comfortable in the pinch post. We think he, his game actually has a ton of room to grow in the pinch post. We think he makes it really, really interesting with us having the opportunity to guard ball screens in different ways, uh, switching one through five. Uh, spending more time in, in ices and downs. Uh, so we think he's got an impact on this game in every single way. And I'm going to tell you the thing that I'm most excited about. If you've seen him play, he plays with su- such unbridled passion on the court uh, that it overflows all over everybody, right? I mean, he can't even contain himself. He plays so hard. He, 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 he reminds me of like how Zach Selyus approached the game last year. And that in itself can have a bigger impact on our team than anything else, as well as the guys at grad transfer. He's been in huge games. He was, he was a, he was a Hail Mary shot away from playing in the final four. Um, so he brings so much to the table. It's, it's hard to quantify. Let's go Darnell. All right. Hey, uh, Mark, what did you and your coaching staff feel like was your roster needs going into this off season? And how well do you think you've met those needs? Well, we still have some work to do. We have some, some, some work to do. Uh, anytime you lose seven seniors, right, you got a lot of work to do. And, and not just seven seniors, but seven, uh, like, historically good senior players. And so we always want to stay as old as we can. That's really, really important. Uh, it's something that matters to us. Um, we look around the league that we have to compete in, and, and these Zags, it seems like every year now, they don't have the best front line in the country. They have one of the top three front lines in the country. And they probably had the best line, front line in the country last year. And they have everybody back and healthy and adding new pieces for next year. So clearly, uh, that's a place where we need to grow. Um, we want to have – we're hoping that next season we can have, we can have great depth. Uh, I think that makes for special teams. And so that's a place we're trying to grow. Um, you know, we need some young players – uh, to make huge strides, right? Um, you know, I have huge expectations for Wyatt Lowell. I have huge expectations for Gavin Baxter. I need his game to grow exponentially, and he's hungry right now. He's chasing. He's going he's gonna to have a big-time junior year. Trevin Nell needs to make a huge jump. Um, you know, those, those – and this Richard Harward uh, is, is going to definitely have a massive impact on our game, but he's going to be really good. So we need the, those guys to make a jump. And, and I, you know, we're probably – 
Um, we're probably still interested in another player in the backcourt, a veteran guy who's got some experience, maybe with some, some athleticism, help us guard there. So those are things we're, we're thinking about. Uh, we're always thinking about adding quality, shooting, depth, and heart, right? Um, and so we're kind of scouring everywhere we can to find that. I also have a, I mean, you know, I also have a real interesting need. You know, I lose Alex Barcelo at the point next year, and I don't have a player on my roster that is going to um, – that really naturally slides to the point. I have a bunch of guys that are really interesting candidates and I, it's really hard for me. That point guard position is so incredibly important to me that unless you're like, you know, by the beneficence of, of the great Dave Rose, unless you're gifted a player with the seniority and qualities of, of TJ Hawes, it's really hard for me to bring a new person in the program and just give them the keys, to the car at the point. And so we're looking at maybe a transfer that might have to sit out that could take that over uh, for AB the following year. So, we, you know, we're thinking about all those things. Jason, go ahead. Besides being able to bring in harms, you mentioned Rich and Wyatt. How much more, um, how many more options do you think you have to be able to play just simply because of the size that you can put on the floor now? Well, uh, you know, I, I have coached uh, zone defense before. Uh, coach it in an effective kind of um, change of pace way at times, but it's not a place where I've lived. But certainly it's, it's hard to look at our roster and not say, hey, you, you got to at least make that a part of what you do with the length we potentially have on the floor, right? Um, it's, this, allows us, this allows us to be incredibly long and incredibly deep. You know, it allows us to, you know, we were, uh, you guys were with us all year. We were scratching and clawing just to stay alive on the defensive glass, right? I think with this front line, the expectation is that we're going to compete at a high, high level on the defensive glass, and that we're going to manufacture, manufacture offense on the offensive glass. Uh, you know, if you look at Matt Harms' clips, you don't have to look very far uh, to see him actually a shot being taken with him at the three-point line, a teammate taking a shot and him sprinting to get an offensive rebound from the three-point line. Gavin Baxter might do that better than anybody in the country. This Rich Harward just takes up massive space in the lane. Like, I think we have a chance to be really great on the offensive glass, which is a, an important part of this game that we didn't really have the depth or size to explore at a high level last year. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, – so, so I think it gives us a lot of versatility, a lot of different things we can do. Our three can be really, really big, and we're fortunate enough to have a couple candidates at the three that are really long and really skilled. And um, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, clearly as well as room protection, uh, it gives us a lot, of, a lot of opportunities. You know, you think, I mean, you know, we could sit here and brainstorm all day, but, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, and we just got to get to work, man. We got to get this – get this thing rolling so we get to work. So go ahead, Sean. Yeah, Coach, um, we, we spent so much time talking about this recruiting class and the guys coming in that um, I, I thought maybe we could touch on a couple of the guys leaving just in terms of their – you've been a pro just in terms of kind of the pro prospects. I'm thinking in particular of your big three, like Yoli, TJ, Jake, but maybe a little bit of everybody else, maybe even Dalton as a professional NFL tight end. Um, eventually, because that looks like a thing right now. But maybe we can kind of start with that big three. What, what do you kind of see of those guys in terms of pro prospects and, and capabilities in the professional game? Yep. Uh, so I'm going to uh, – don't be mad at me. I'm talking about Zach Selyus first. So Zach Selyus gave his heart and soul to this team, 
and and his numbers weren't spectacular. He weren't what they, he might have anticipated he needed to become a pro. He just signed last week with the number one agent in Greece. This is a powerful cat who came to chase Zach Selyus because of his size and his versatility and the passion he plays with the game with. Zach Selyus can have a big-time pro career, and he earned it this year by giving to the team. Uh, TJ Haas, uh, I'm not going to give you too many specifics, but he signed with a terrific agency, agency that's going to really represent him well. He already turned down a three-year uh, European deal, um, and so he's, he's got high prospects. Jake Toulson has been talked about a lot as a two-way guy. Um, we've talked to a lot of front office guys around the league who are talking about him as, as, as the same way we do as one of the best shooters in the country this year, and, and he has a chance. Like, it's never easy. Listen, it's so hard for anybody to make it in that league, but Jake is a legitimate two-way candidate um, who's gotten really positive reviews. And, and uh, the, the feedback we've gotten on Yoli Childs has been exactly what we had hoped it would be. Um, I don't know. We've had uh, uh, throughout the staff, we've had 19, uh, 18 or 19 teams contact us directly. And what's really fun is there's been seven or eight teams that have contacted basically everybody on the staff individually about Yoli Childs. I think he's captured everybody's attention and imagination. He's really done an unbelievable job moving himself from a, uh, from a undersized five, the way the league perceived him, to a right size four. Uh, you know, uh, not only did he guard ball screen, uh, ball screen so well and handle the ball in transition and run the floor so hard, but he shot 50% from the three-point line, probably the best uh, power forward shooting percentage in America last year. So this Yoli Childs is getting very, very well-deserved looks. So we're super excited about all of those guys. Now, this Dalton Nixon, I don't know anything about football, man. I know nothing. Like, Kalani tries to have a football conversation with me. I'm like, Coach, I don't even know what you're talking about, man. There's so much information floating around. But I do know this. This Dalton Nixon has the heart of a lion, and he has big-time hands, man. He catches everything. Now, that's with a round ball. This football is shaped a little different. I assume it's going to translate, but we'll see. I cannot wait, man. I'm freaking – I'm going to – I cannot wait for this football season, hopefully, to see Dalton Nixon out there going to work. Could you imagine? I'm going to lose my mind. Let's go, Jackson. Go ahead. Hey, Coach. Uh, talking about the recruiting process and going against the, the kind of who's who of college basketball and telling, you, telling everybody what you guys are about, what do you think is it about your, your recruiting pitch – that makes you guys different in the eyes of guys like Matt Harms who choose us over, who choose you guys over Texas Tech or Kentucky. Well, listen, we have a, we, you know, it's crazy to think about BYU as being a hidden gem. That's ridiculous, right? It's not a hidden gem, but in terms of like, in terms of maybe competing in this, in this rarefied era of recruiting, maybe people see us that way a little bit. Uh, but like, you know, what coach Rose and all the coaches that came, came before him built here in terms of tradition and facilities is, 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 is on par with the best programs in the country. So we're, we can, we can function there. And what Tom Holman and Brian Santiago have brought to the table, we can function there. I'm telling you right now, like these polls mean something and I know they're ridiculous. And I know we all look at each other as we all vote for the best mascot in the country and we vote for the best fan base in the country. And I'm sure you guys are all voting. If you're not, Kyle, just cut them off right now. But, and it's ridiculous and silly, but you know what? That's what being a fan is. Being a fan is ridiculous and silly and just caring enough to do stuff that normal people don't want to do. 
And so you talk about this fan base, this fan base, it's going to be the number one fan base in America. We'll win this thing, this poll here in a couple of days. We already won the poll for the number one mascot in the country, which reflects a fan base's care. And this fan base communicates to kids. I'm telling you, this fan base here at BYU went a long way to, to winning this Matt Harms. That, that is not an overstatement. Like when we talk about doing this together, we all recruited this kid together. And, um, and so this fan base is something great for us to sell. And then, then finally, you know, my staff is amazing. Like what Cody Fieger does every day is breathtaking, guys. You don't get to see it firsthand, but this guy is a, he's unbelievable. And Chris Burgess is, is, is making a great name for himself. And Nick Robbins is the guy who, who initially made contact with Matt Harms. And these guys are relentless in their work and, and, and what they're doing is extraordinary. So they're a big part of it. And most importantly is the product that our players put on the floor. Like we don't get to have this conversation with Matt Harms if Jake Toulson and Yoli Childs and TJ Haas and Dalton Nixon and Zach Sellers and the rest of the team don't accomplish what they accomplished last year. That's why we get to be in these conversations because that senior night and other games throughout the season captured the attention of the entire country. And it's because of these players. So that's why we get to recruit against those big dogs, man. It's pretty fun. All right, let's go David, Matt, then Mitch. And then if anyone else has a question, make sure you message me. Otherwise, those will be our last three. Uh, Coach, um, I saw the quote from Nick Robinson that uh, Jeff had in the D News about scheduling quad one teams. It's, uh, it's been years getting good teams on campus is impossible. Are you get, it, it's a good theory flipping the script, but are quad one and possibly even quad two teams really interested in, in coming and playing in the Marriott Center? Yeah, I mean, like I told you this morning, we're, we're working really hard at that. I think it's really important. I want that for our fans so badly. Um, and so we're, we're throwing out everything. We've tried going two-for-ones. Uh, you know, um, we're, we're, we're trying to get, um, you know, there's a bunch of neutral games that are kind of set up by promoters, whether it's Nike or ESPN. And we're trying to get a back-end deal where maybe they come back and play us later. Um, it's really complicated. We thought, you know, if you think about the Blue Bloods, we actually thought we had one on the schedule a few weeks ago and it just disintegrated. Um, it just is hard uh, and it's, it's complicated. And, and but, but that's no excuse. We have to get it done. Like it's our job to get it done. So if I can't get that done, then I'm failing at my job. I mean, there's no two ways about it, right? Um, so, so that's the way I think about it. Um, and so we just got to find some more creative ways to do it. Uh, we're, we're taking suggestions right now. Um, but but I, I do think this fan base deserves it. College basketball deserves it. You know, this I, I say this all the time, but this Sean Farnham came to, came to the Gonzaga game, he's, and he does the SEC and ACC, and he's like, I've never been in an environment like this in my whole career doing 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 games. And and so, I, you know, I got to find a way to get this schedule right, or, or they should you know send me pack. So. You've got a lot of size on this team, uh, but can they shoot the ball well enough from the perimeter to really spread the floor the way you want it done when you're on offense? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's, that's obviously a huge thing. You know, anytime you lose Jake Toulson from your team, uh, it's really complicated. And I'd put TJ Hawes in that category too. You know, TJ shot 41% in the league, um, but, but he just commands so much attention that guys get open shots, right? So you have those two catalysts that we lost as well as Yoli Childs shooting 50%, right? Um, and Dalton Nixon's space in the floor for the first five, six of the season. 
all those things are important. But, uh, you know, I do think we have some talented guys. I mean, Alex Barcel is going to be playing a way different role, but he did shoot. He was the third best three-point shooter in America, and that doesn't happen by mistake. And Connor Harding, you know, made a huge jump last year to be a, a 42, 43% three-point shooter, and I think he's going to make another jump this year. And this Trevin Nell, I know I didn't give him enough burn last year, but I think this guy has a chance to be a spectacular knockdown shooter. Wyatt Lowell's already proven to be a 40% three-point shooter. I think we got guys that make shots. Um, you know, and, and I think we have bigs that make shots also. I think Gavin Baxter has the potential to become a really, really good shooter. Like, I think he's going to surprise people with the versatility of his game this year. So the answer to you is, do we have as much proven shooting? No. Do we have as much potential shooting? I think we do, and that's a really important part of the way we play. Go ahead, Matt. To piggyback off that, Coach, um, do you envision this this roster, this team, playing similar to last year's team, or do you kind of retool that based on your personnel from year to year? Um, well, uh, you know, we, we, we're going to approach the game a little bit different because we have a, we have so much size, right? And and hopefully when, when it's all said and done, we're going to have enough depth uh, to, to be able to do some different things. Um, you know, there was some smoke and mirrors going on last year in terms of our depth. Like we had to, we had to hold back on a lot of categories of the game that we normally would like to really, really attack just because we kind of had to keep everybody alive. Um, our numbers had dwindled so much. And so uh, our challenge is, is different this year. Like we get to play around this depth and we get to play around with pace of the game. We get to play around with different defensive packages, way more aggressive. Um, you know, but it might be more complicated to manage the locker room this year to, to work towards the best locker room in America. So, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to face different challenges, and we're really excited about that. Go ahead, Mitch. And then Jeff Call has a question after Mitch, and then we'll, unless anyone else has one more final follow-up, we'll be done. Yeah, Coach, uh, two questions here for you. How much of the conversation with Matt uh, Harms centered around getting him potentially to the NBA? And second of all, in terms of maybe a personnel picture snapshot, uh, are you currently sitting at one scholarship available uh, as you continue to move forward, piecing together the 2021 roster? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, so everything about us is the only thing, you know, the only thing that we do well is develop players. That's it. Like, you know, I haven't coached an NCAA tournament game. Uh, you know, we, we uh, you know, I, I mean, there's a million things we haven't done, but the one thing we can do is develop players. So when we recruit, we go to that immediately, right? And so that has to do with him becoming a great player, growing his game, having a chance to play at the next level. It's all synonymous, right? So our, our, our first or second conversation with Matt, like we drilled him so hard on his, uh, on his analytic evaluation of his game. It was an approach to growing his game that he was unfamiliar with. And it was something that he was really excited about engaging in um, to the depth that we try and take it. And he learned things about his game in that first or second conversation. He didn't know. And, 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 and for a guy like Matt that is so hungry to grow his game, when you can show him things about his own game that he's unaware of, I think it's really exhilarating, right? And so all of that feeds into this idea of how badly he wants to not only grow his game in college, but also have a chance to be a pro. And, um, and that's something that we take really seriously. Uh, 
you know, um, is something that's really important to us. We feel like these kids put so much trust in us that if we don't help them grow, we're failing them, man. And, and we don't, we don't like to fail. And, and it's, it's very personal to us. And I think Matt can feel that. And I think he got that, uh, you know, from, from watching our program and talking to our guys. Jeff, go ahead. Uh, Coach, I was just wondering if you give us an update on Jesse Wade. I know he's been dealing with injuries. What's his status right now? So Jesse Wade, this kid, man, is, he is not going to surrender. Like, you know, he's really been his whole college career. He hasn't been able to play because of a, a, a various number of injuries. And he's just like, I'm not stopping, man. So he is, uh, he's, 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 he's doing everything humanly possible to try and regain his health and get there. Uh, we'll see. I mean, at this point, it's just a matter of his uh, determination, desire, and relentlessness and his willingness of his body to jump in. Uh, part of his new program is that he is hiking the white every single day, six days a week, um, to try and find a way to strengthen this knee even more. Um, we actually want a, a, a story time. We have story time with Coach Pope every Friday with the whole team, and we were on today, and I suggested that, that, uh, that he start – taking a Sharpie with him up there and just every time he gets up there, just sign his name or make a little slash, a little mark. I don't know if he's going to get thrown in jail for that, but I'd like him to leave his mark on the Y in that real sense. And, and I still think this kid hopefully can make his mark on BYU basketball on the court. That was nice. That was kind of a nice little tie together, wasn't it? Does anyone else have anything uh, for coach before we finish this? It's like Darnell was asking, are Richie and Dallin still planning on serving missions before enrolling? The answer is yeah, yes. Yeah, this thing got really complicated, hasn't it? Um, so, so, you know, everything's changing so fast. So, so you need to talk to those guys about it. But the feedback that we've got so far is that everyone's kind of trying. The, the general thought is guys are leaning towards kind of staying on the, the expected timeline. But things could change at any moment, as they already have so many times. So that, that's kind of what we're working on right now.